Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning! It's time to wake up. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. Stephen Langford in with you. I hope you're having a terrific Tuesday morning. And I came in with a little pep in my step today. Maybe that's because of the cup of coffee. But we got a lot to get into on today's show. Got my top five young players to watch out for in this baseball season. Leading up to opening day, I like to do a top five list every single year. And it's compromised of different things today are my top five young players to watch. And what I define by that, what my criteria is, is this will be their first full 162-game season starting on the opening day roster. So my top five young players to watch, that's coming up later in the show. That's actually coming up at 5.15. But Bill Simmons of The Ringer, formerly of Grantland, ESPN, all that, Bill Simmons had something interesting to say about Jonathan Kaminga uh, when it comes to the playoffs, and he is comparing Kaminga in his situation to a certain superstar. So we'll get into that. Steph Curry gave us an update on when he could possibly be back, and Draymond Green just came out with the latest episode of the Draymond Green Show, and he gave out his NBA awards. The most improved player going to... A player whose name rhymes with Smord and Schmuel on the Golden State Warriors and his Coach of the Year candidates as well because the podcast came out today. I guarantee you, Warriors Twitter is going to go nuts for something he said with Coach of the Year, which they shouldn't. 
which they shouldn't because Draymond Green was absolutely right in what he was saying. But I do want to start off the show with this. It is the end of March Madness in Kansas had their one shining moment beating North Carolina in yesterday's game. It was a close one. It oh this song beautiful. Now it was a it was a close game. It was a sloppy game too, no doubt about it, and. I'm not going to be one to complain if it was sloppy, if it ended up being a close game. Because it started off, North Carolina got off to a big league. Kansas coming back from the largest deficit in NCAA championship history, beating North Carolina 72-69. to And it was just very back and forth. And I really thought that... When North Carolina came back, there was about six minutes left uh, in, or excuse me, way more than that. There was about ten minutes left in the in the first half. When they came back from that sixteen point deficit, I thought Kansas was going to run away with it. I didn't even think North Carolina had a chance. North Carolina was beat up. They already went in there with their player, Baycott. I'm not going to act like I know these players just straight by heart because, you know, I didn't watch a lot of college basketball this year. I only started watching them during March Madness. But we did see Armando Baycott, one of their star players, get hurt in that last game against Villanova, and he was still going out there and playing. He wasn't 100%, yet he still had 15-15 and on the day. Then they had their star guard, Caleb Love, have the ankle injury, when he rolled over his ankle, when he stepped on it in a weird way. So he was limping in the second half. But North Carolina continued to fight even though they lost that lead, making the big shots when Kansas was making the big shots. But in the end, Kansas was too much to overcome. 72-69 to was the final. Now before I get to my favorite clip from that game yesterday which was North Carolina's head coach, Hubert Davis, and his, what would I call it, the mid-half interview, I guess is what it would be, because he had his interview with Tracy Wolfson uh, on the sideline during the first half, and he had an all-time soundbite, so we will get to that. Uh, But I do have just a quick self-involved story about uh, that game yesterday. So as you know, if you you haven't heard, I repeat about this nonstop, but... I have family in England, right? A lot of them, all of them are from England. My immediate family is here. Everyone else is from England. And my cousin is visiting America. She is currently in New Orleans. And she sends me a WhatsApp message yesterday. And, and let, me, let me pull it up here. I got I to gotta get through all the, all the texts. I, I got to read this to you. All right, where are we? Where are we here? All right. I'm off to New Orleans tomorrow, by the way. She sent that earlier in the week. Then she sent me a text yesterday. We are going to see the Final Four game today. 
If we don't wear basketball paraphernalia, will we stand out? I'm like, you mean the national championship? You mean like the men's basketball national championship? Oh yeah, that one. The college one. I'm like, how the... From here, I don't know what tickets were like. I don't know what ticket sales were like. from, From my vantage point, I thought they'd be sold out by then. And I was like, how the hell did you get tickets for that? She says, I don't know. We were just in a bar yesterday, and this man was like, they have tickets on Ticketmaster. So we were like, oh, let's give it a go. That's my favorite thing. She's never watched a basketball game in her life. I love my cousin. But she has no idea what's going on. And it's just, I love that, I love that last sentence. They have tickets on Ticketmaster, so we said, let's give it a go. <laughs> let's try and go to the game. So they ended up getting tickets. And, and, and the thing was, I didn't even realize that it was in the New Orleans Superdome. So she told me she got tickets, and I, I said, how much? Man, you, got, you must have spent a lot of money. And she said they spent $51 to get tickets. And I was like, what? That's, that's oddly cheap. $51. I felt like it would be in the triple digits. Uh, but then I saw where they were sitting in the Superdome, and my goodness, that that basketball must have looked like a looked like a dot. Must have looked like a grain of salt from where she was sitting. <laughs> but, but, but she said she was overwhelmed. It's bedlam. But she also mentioned that there was a lot less violence and a lot less chanting than if they were going to an English sporting event. But uh, nevertheless... That was a fun game last night. I couldn't believe she got tickets. I was so jealous. But Hubert Davis, North Carolina head coach, in his first half interview, uh, I loved this because the energy was there. Because Kansas got off to an early lead, and then North Carolina crawled their way back and ended up taking over the lead uh, over Kansas. But here's North Carolina head coach Hubert Davis with Tracy Wolfson in, during the first half. To assess what you've seen. Game, we're competing out there. It's live action, Tracy. It's live action out there. I thought we were nervous at the beginning. Then we started to settle in. We got better defensively. Now we're attacking a basket. We're ready to go. Are you okay with how Baycott is right now? He's doing terrific. I'm so proud of him. I told you, 52% him on the floor. It's good news for Carolina basketball. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Thank you, Tracy. Hey, it's live action. It's live action. I think he, he was so gonna, pumped. I think he was going to tell Tracy to get in there and put a blue shirt on. I, I thought he was Hulk Hogan or something. Uh, <laughs> Vince McMahon at his best. Ever be. Vince McMahon at his best. Well, oh, Vince McMahon over that oh, WrestleMania. My goodness, did anyone see that? <laughs> that Stone Cold Stunner. I mean, I, I'm, I love wrestling. I love the idea of it. I'm not necessarily a big fan of it now, but it's just unreal to me that the way that they need to draw a crowd in the best moment of it from what I'm seeing is Pat McAfee going out there with the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and then getting beat up by Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out and pulling a stunner on all of them. And there was another there was a young wrestler who also pulled a stunner on, but when I saw Vince McMahon, I'm just like, my goodness, can we get some <laughs> can you guys get some new talent? Do you really have to bring in these guys who are over sixty and over seventy years old? Although wrestling's been doing that uh for the entirety. So, I mean, who am I to criticize? But Hubert Davis, though, I love that. 
I love that he did not let Tracy Wolfson even finish the question. To assess what you've seen. We're competing out there. It's live action, Tracy. <laughs> it's live action out there. I thought we were nervous at the beginning. Then we started to settle in. We got better defensively. Now we're attacking the basket. We're ready to go. Are you okay with how Baycott is right now? He's doing terrific. I'm so proud of him. I told you, 52% him on the floor. It's good news for Carolina basketball. Thank you. <laughs> he really, like I, I was hearing a lot of comparisons to Doc Rivers, and I could, I could, I could hear the comparison in the voice there. Plus, thank you, Hubert Davis. You gave us a great drop. It's live action out there. So we got that going for us. We got that going for us. So shout out to Kansas for their one shining moment, beating North Carolina seventy-two to sixty-nine. And as they say, this is April. Well, we'll just give it a go. So Johnny Cueto. <laughs> Wow, what a transition. Johnny Cueto, formerly of the San Francisco Giants. We actually got this uh, news that came down late last night. But uh, the White Sox have signed Johnny Cueto to a minor league deal. It's just a quick one-year deal. And, of course, the Giants weren't going to re-sign him. Re-sign him. I mean, he, he got that big contract with the Giants. And did any of us really agree with the contract? Not really. Johnny Cueto was one of those guys where you point to that contract and you're saying, damn, you're paying this dude $21 million a year? Like that, that's not worth it. Don't know why you'd be paying him that much. But nevertheless, in his seven seasons with the Giants, he was inconsistent. Sure. I mean, there were certain games where he just did not have it. But there were other games where he did. And I got to tell you, like Johnny Cueto... Just who he is as a as a baseball player. With this Giants team prior to last year, going from 2020 to 2019, really post-2016, there wasn't a lot to look forward to. But I always did enjoy watching a Johnny Cueto start. Whether it was watching him at bat and not put any effort at all into his swings. It's like if you're going to argue for pitchers hitting, well, I'll just show you videos of Johnny Cueto at the plate, and then I'll tell you why we should have a universal DH because a lot of pitchers are like that. But they got him from his age 30 season, and watching him when, of course, he was healthy, when he was on, man, and he got cocky and, and confident, started doing the shimmy, when that slider was working, when that changeup was working, he was locating his pitches, taking advantage of these dudes, changing up the speeds, changing up his motion. Johnny Cueto was a lot of fun to watch when he was on. Like you could you could tell right away. It's kind of like Clay Thompson when he is off in the first quarter, at least right now, it's it's hard to see him coming back from where he's at. But if he starts off hot, Man, you better pay attention. You keep your eyes on him. It was the same thing with Johnny Cueto. So I'm glad he was with the Giants. Uh, You know, the contract I certainly didn't agree with. But nevertheless, he did provide some entertainment, at least when he was able to get onto the field. Because when you you really look at it, I mean, from 2018... Uh, from 2018 and 2019, he only had a 13, a 13 combined starts. 2016, 2017, 2016, he had 32. 2017, he had 25. And last year, he had 21. So he certainly didn't give you the innings that I think the Giants uh, paid him for. 
but he was an all-star in 2016. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to defend Johnny Cueto any way that I can. He was not very good as a San Francisco Giant. He just wasn't. But he was a lot of fun to watch, and he was fun to have on the team. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But that's just me as a baseball fan. And when you're when you're watching a team and you know that they're not going to do anything in the playoffs in the future and you know that this team is a year or two away – you got to look for the little things. And one of those little things was when Johnny Cueto was on the mound. I had fun watching him. That's that's really where I'm at with Johnny Cueto. So hopefully he can thrive in Chicago. But he made his money, man. <laughs> he made his money. I'm actually kind of surprised he didn't retire already. But Johnny Cueto clearly loves baseball. All right, coming up next, speaking of baseball, my top five young players to watch. That's coming up next. Stephen Langford did on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's live action out there! Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Shout out to Trombone Shorty. Shout out to New Orleans for hosting the NCAA championship yesterday. Kansas beating North Carolina 72-69. to And that drop you heard. It's live action out there! was Hubert Davis, North Carolina's head coach in the middle of the first half when he was doing the interview with Tracy Wolfson. And I'm going to play that one more time because we got a lot to get into for the show. Now, I'm going to do a top five list every day leading up to 
opening day. Now, of course, we didn't have the show yesterday. Was filling in for Bonte on the morning row, so I didn't get a chance. But today, my top five young players, that's coming up this segment. And then after that, we're going to talk a little Warriors basketball because Bill Simmons on his podcast said something interesting about Jonathan Kaminga in his playoff minutes. Draymond Green gave his comments on most improved player. Steph Curry appeared on the Bird and Tarasi show and said that he hopes to be back to the for the playoffs. So we got a lot of basketball to talk about in the back half of this hour. But the reason that I am doing this list is because I think what gets lost in baseball, I understand that a lot of people find baseball to be a boring sport. Totally understandable. I, I really do. It's a little too slow. There's not a lot of action. It's way too much of the three true outcomes. And a lot of the talk with the baseball lock- lockout was, all right, you got these economic issues sorted out. What are you going to do to help us on the field? Well, we'll give you a universal DH. Well, some fans aren't okay with that. Okay, what else? Uh, we're we're going to keep the ghost runner there, but we're going to have nine-inning double headers. And we're going to go back and forth on the Ghost Runner. I actually don't even know if the Ghost Runner is still there or not because they took it away, then they gave it back, then they took it away again, then they gave it back. Snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, snap. So I don't even know what's happening with the Ghost Runner. But nevertheless, people still aren't going to be happy with what's the with what's happening on the field. However, I do think that the young crop of players that they got coming up Man, they got a lot of young talent. And we're we're switching over in football right now to the younger generation, right? A lot of these quarterbacks in the AFC, a lot of those quarterbacks can compete for a Super Bowl, whether it's, you know, Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, Joe Burrow obviously making the Super Bowl last year. Guys like Lamar Jackson, a lot of a lot of different quarterbacks. You can go down the list for the AFC. The NFC, they're still trying to work it out. But with baseball, or excuse me, with basketball, you got a lot of good young players too. A lot of good up-and-coming guys who are future superstars. But it's also the same in baseball. It is also the same in baseball. Now, there was a holding period there where you're seeing a lot of these guys who are getting the big uh, the big contracts. And now, these were the guys who were the young superstars who were waiting for their contracts in the previous generation, in the middle of the 2010s when the Giants were winning all these championships. But now you got this new young crop of players. You know, Shohei Otani has finally made his presence felt within baseball. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with the season that he had, really the entire Toronto Blue Jays roster. Fernando Tatis Jr., unfortunately he's starting out on the IL, but for the Padres, you got a lot of good young players like that. So I wanted to go through my top five young players to watch out for. Now, here's my criteria. They got to start on opening day. I'm kind of cheating on one of them, but we got to. they got to start on opening day, and they have not played a full 162-game season. That's the key there for one of them. A full 162-game season. So that's the criteria. Let's get into it. Here are my top five young players to watch out for in baseball this year, starting on opening day. Oh, yeah. Bennett Fever, baby. What's better than that? Number five on my list... And this one's kind of cheating, and this is why the criteria 
was they got to play a full 162-game season. But number five, and you could count this as uh, you could count this as bias, but I really want to see what Joey Bart can do in a full 162-game season. Now, we've seen him bounce back and forth. I think we saw him get six at-bats last year. And in 2020, he came up and he replaced Buster, but they only played in the 60-game season. That was the pandemic year. So I'm not going to count that one. And Joey Bart has big shoes to fill. Now, Dave Fleming has come on here. Gabe Kapler's come on here and said that he's not feeling that pressure of filling Buster's shoes like he did back in 2020. He's just trying to create the new version of Joey Bart that Giants fans can get behind. Now, he's currently the number 31 overall prospect. And it feels like he's been on that prospect list forever. But Joey Bart is good for number five. I really want to see what he can do, especially when the Giants are in need of a right-handed bat that can actually hit with some power. And you're taking over Buster Posey. You are. I mean, you don't have to fill his shoes. You don't have to become one of the most beloved Giants of all time. But you certainly have a lot to replace, especially with these injuries. With all the injuries that have happened with Evan Longoria and Lamont Wade, they're going to need something in the lineup. So Joey Bart, I mean, the pressure's on for him right now. Number four. Number four. This one is I'm I'm excited for this one. Mariners outfielder Julio Rodriguez. He's the number three overall prospect, and he just got called up to the Mariners yesterday. And the Mariners, they could be a team that's going to be competing uh, within the American League West. I think the American League West, I know it's the the Astros to lose, but the Mariners, I think, are going to be right there. He's 21 years old, and in this spring... In his 12 games, he's been hitting 419 with a 1.3 OPS. A 1.3 OPS. Just to let you know, anything over one is outstanding. Slugging percentage plus on base percentage. A 1.3 OPS for Julio Rodriguez. So he is my number four prospect to watch. Number three. I'm very excited for this dude, but it's it's quite simple. You've heard this name a lot, but it's Spencer Torkelson from the Detroit Lions. He is the first baseman. He is the number four overall prospect in baseball. He made the opening day roster. Uh, I believe Riley Green is the name of the other Tigers prospect, but he is hurt at the moment. But Spencer Torkelson is the dude to watch out for. This guy can hit with power. He can hit for average. I think this dude's going to be a household name in a few years. So Spencer Torkelson is my number three guy to watch out for. Number two, Hunter Green. He's the number 22 overall prospect, but he's a starting pitcher for the Reds. He's the Reds' first overall prospect. And the reason I'm excited for this dude is because he has been dubbed the LeBron James of this prospect class. This guy, when he was in the Futures game, which is which doesn't get talked about nearly enough, the All-Star Futures game is great when they bring up a bunch of these young studs. And Hunter Green, I believe he pitched 13 pitches. This was back in 2018. A majority of them were 100 miles an hour, and he topped out at 103. At 103! And he was 18 years old! 
Fast forward, four years later, he's 22, and he's going to be making his first start on Sunday against the World Series champion Atlanta Braves. Hunter Green was the 13th high school player. He was drafted out of high school, the 13th high school player to be put on the Sports Illustrated cover. Hunter Green for the Cincinnati Reds. I know we're not going to be watching the Cincinnati Reds at all this year because their team is really in, in, in rebuild mode. But Hunter Green got the call up. I think this dude is going to be a lot of fun to watch. And number one, it's simple. He hasn't been put officially on the opening day roster, and this is cheating too, but I think he's going to make it. It's the number one overall prospect. He's 21 years old, and it's Bobby Witt Jr. for the Kansas City Royals. This dude is going to be an absolute stud. If you've seen him swing, he swings exactly like Mike Trout. He's a shortstop. I think this is going to be another guy. Once the Royals are, are are good again, Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be that number one guy. He's the number one overall prospect uh, so far this year. 406 average, three home runs, eight RBIs, and 32 at-bats. He has a 1.2 OPS. Bobby Witt Jr. has been talked about for so long, and I cannot wait to see him. So that's my top five young players to watch. Number five was Joey Bart. Number four was Julio Rodriguez, the 21-year-old number three overall prospect for the Mariners. Number three was Spencer Torkelson for the Detroit Tigers. Number two, Hunter Green, starting pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. And number one, Bobby Witt Jr. We'll continue this top five list leading into opening day. And who knows, maybe I can... Uh, predict that the uh, Twins are going to win the World Series again, even though they were last in their division. That was embarrassing. I thought the Twins were actually going to do something. Uh, And they hadn't even had a playoff win in God knows how long. Uh, But I'm excited for baseball, man. I can't wait. There's just such a lot of... There's a lot of good young studs out there, and I didn't even list off a couple of them. We're going to be seeing Mackenzie Gore for the San Diego Padres, unfortunately for Giants fans. That's a very good young prospect coming up. But... A lot of these stars, man, they're up and coming. And when we're talking about the economic issues, the pre-arb and the arb and all that within the lockout, well, these players are going to be headlining it because a lot of these guys that I just named, they're eventually going to be getting big contracts if their health holds up and they sustain what we should expect from them, which is greatness. So I can't wait for that. And from Curtin Napa here, Joey Bart should not be feeling any pressure, especially with Kurt Casale caught in the catcher rotation, who had a pretty good, pretty darn good season last year. And Kurt Casale was okay defensively. And offense, he was he was whatever. He got some clutch hits every now and then. What was it, the National Series where he he was coming up huge? But uh, Joey Bart, man, when this team is uh, is dying for someone who can hit with power in the right-handed batter's box, Joey Bart. I think needs to be that guy right away. I know it's just going to be his third year playing in in the big leagues. Again, my my criteria was they need to be starting on the opening day roster and playing a full 162-game season. I'm not counting that pandemic year where it was a 60-game season. But Joey Bart... I really think that, you know, you got to get him up and running and you got to get him going fast. All right, but we're going to transition to some basketball coming up next. Stephen from Hercules at the Xfinity Mobile text line at 888-957-9570. What a comeback win against the Jazz on Saturday. This is why home court advantage is so important for the Dubs in the playoffs. And that's what I want to talk about coming up next. Because Bill Simmons of The Ringer 
said something about Jonathan Kaminga in a podcast on Friday. Almost like a Friday news dump. So I want to get into that because he thinks that Kaminga could be the X factor. And I think that's on one condition because Steve Kerr has shown this year that he doesn't like a matchup with Jonathan Kaminga. What matchup is that? We'll get to that next. Plus some some, some sound from the Draymond Green show. What he had to say about the most improved player. Steph Curry giving us an update. We'll get into all that next. Stephen Langford in on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. It's live action out there. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Stephen Langford in with you. Hope you're having a terrific Tuesday morning. Been a fun show so far. Started off talking about the national championship. And I'll reiterate here, my cousin from England texted me yesterday because she's in New Orleans. (laughs) And she says, wait, hang on, let me find it. We are going to see the final four game today. We're going to see the final four game today. If we don't wear basketball stuff, are we standing out? I said, no, you're good. I said, no, you're good. I'm like, wait, you're going to the Final Four? It's a national championship. You're talking about the men's basketball national championship? Yeah, that one. The college one. That's how they got tickets for that. We were in a bar yesterday, and this man was like, we, they have tickets on Ticketmaster. So we said, oh, let's give it a go. <laughs> Yeah, they ended up buying tickets for $51 and then uh, sitting in the New Orleans Superdome where you couldn't even get a view of the ball. But shout out to, I mean, they had a great time. The atmosphere must have been unbelievable because that game, as sloppy as it was, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun for a national championship. Uh, I do want to get to some Warriors talk here because Bill Simmons had some stuff to say about Jonathan Kaminga and his playoff hopes here because he said something interesting. He compared him to Kobe Bryant in Kobe Bryant's rookie year. So we'll get to that. And then Draymond Green talking about Jordan Poole as the most improved player. And he mentioned something when making the case for Jordan Poole that I don't think we spoke enough about uh, as we are here in April 5th. Because we saw that Jordan Poole didn't win Player of the Month. But before we do get to that, I just want to play the the sound clip of the night. This came from the losing coach, I know, North Carolina. But Hubert Davis, uh, he made his presence felt in this one. And this was during his sideline interview during the first half of the game during a TV timeout. Here was Hubert Davis talking to Tracy Wolfson. This was great. To assess what you've seen. We're competing out there. It's live action, Tracy. It's live action out there. I thought we were nervous at the beginning. Then we started to settle in. We got better defensively. Now we're attacking a basket. We're ready to go. Are you okay with how Baycott is right now? He's doing terrific. I'm so proud of him. I told you, 52% him on the floor. It's good news for Carolina basketball. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Tracy. Hey, it's live action. It's live action. Live action. I, he think he was so gonna, I think he was going to tell Tracy to get in there and put a blue shirt on. I, I thought he was Hulk Hogan or something. I thought he was Hulk Hogan or Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon, WrestleMania. Wow. Really, uh, man, that stunner just made me sad. 
it's great for old times' sake to see Stone Cold doing that to Vince McMahon. But my goodness, those guys are those guys are. I mean, they're what is it? Was Stone Cold sixty two? Vince McMahon's in his seventies. Like it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. But hey, we're gonna give it a go. So so. Hubert Davis gave a great interview. I love it. And he also gave us a drop. Live action out there. Now, if you want to weigh in at the Xfinity mobile text line at 888-957-9570, please feel free to do so. And they this may be a little too forward thinking here, but we got three games left in the regular season for the Warriors. And these three games, along with the Dallas Mavericks three games, very winnable Lakers, Spurs, Pelicans. Uh, very winnable for the Warriors. And you got the Lakers and the Suns tonight, and the Suns have a chance to just knock the Lakers off and give them zero motivation to try and win in the game uh, against the uh, against the Warriors. But the Mavs have a very easy three-game schedule as well. Three very winnable games. They play the Blazers instead of the Lakers. Uh, it's the same as the Warriors' schedule. So it could very well be that you are seeing the NBA standings remain where they're at at least at least when it comes to the warriors and the mavs it looks like and i'm feeling pretty good about it but it looks like the warriors right now are the three seed with the jazz as the six seed the mavs as the four seed and the nuggets as the five seed so the warriors would play the jazz mavs would play the nuggets bing bang boom now bill simmons on his podcast on the ringer the bill simmons show he says a lot he says a lot and this is something that i am i'm interested in seeing i think this is going to be a big discussion going forward so i'm really getting a i'm we're getting the early action here on this discussion and i think a large discussion is going to be Jonathan Kaminga's playoff minutes because we have seen his minutes start to dwindle here. Now, he did play 31 against Sacramento, but of course, that was on the second half of a back-to-back against Phoenix. He only got out there for five minutes. Against Utah, he only got out there for four minutes. So we didn't see a lot of Jonathan Kaminga, much to the chagrin of some fans. Now, Bill Simmons said this on his podcast. Now, this is from Friday. And I found this to be pretty interesting. Here's what Bill Simmons had to say about Steve Kerr in the way that he deployed Jonathan Kaminga in the playoffs. I love Kaminga. I'm all in. I actually think I was saying this to somebody. Laker fans, just hear me out. <laughs> don't don't panic when I say this because I'm not comparing him to Kobe. They're not even the same guy. But Kobe, his first year, remember when the Lakers were just like it and they threw him out in the playoffs and he was playing in that Utah series and like was like all of a sudden really involved and it kind of made sense, but it backfired on them. But they were just like, this guy's special. Let's just get him the miles. I think they're going to do that with Kamingo in the playoffs. I think they're just going to be like, F- it. Let's play this guy. Like, let's get him. He's going to cost us in some ways. But the energy and excitement of these games, he's such a great athlete. Maybe this is like our X factor. I can it, see them doing it. So that's pretty interesting to me. Because when you do look at Kobe Bryant's rookie season back in 1996-97, so we're looking at the 97 playoffs, uh, they had their first series against Portland, and they won that series 3-1. to one. Now, two out of the, or excuse me, three out of the four games, Kobe only played five minutes. In the first game, I mean, he didn't play at all. He played less than a, he, he played less than a minute. He only played 46 seconds in game one, played four minutes and 50 seconds in game two. 
ended up playing 26 minutes in Game 3, which they lost. And then in Game 4, he only played for 5 minutes, but they still won that series 3-1. Now, in the second series, they ended up losing out to Utah, but in Game 1, 14 minutes. Game 2, only 4. But then Game 3, 19. Game 4, 28. And Game 5, 28. They ended up losing that series uh, to Utah. Actually, that was it was not a good series uh, for the Lakers there. Now, when Bill Simmons says that Jonathan Kaminga could be the X factor here, and they're just going to let him loose, if the Warriors end up playing the Jazz in the first round, which again it's looking more and more like that's going to be the case, I don't see that happening because in his four games played against Utah this year, here's how its minutes looked: six minutes in the first game. Eight minutes in the second game, 22 in the third game, and then four minutes in, of course, that most recent win over the Jazz on Saturday. It was an awesome win, by the way. Seeing Clay do what he did, Andrew Wiggins was being aggressive, Jordan Poole knocking down that huge three to give the Warriors the lead late, and then the defense from GP2, Draymond Green is up to speed. I think we can all agree now that. Draymond is back up to speed with the game. Like on defense, he hasn't, you know, and he was a, he was a step slow when he returned from injury and that was as expected, but it's looking more and more like he's the Draymond of old and you know, that game against the Kings toward the end there when, you know, the 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 Kings cut the deficit to 7 even though the Warriors had a big lead all night. Draymond had just been running the floor, looked like the orchestrator out there. He did the same thing even when the Kings were making it close. We're cutting it close. Draymond Green made those crazy assists on those backdoor cuts, just reading the Kings' defense. It was awesome to see. But in that game against the Jazz, we didn't see Jonathan Kaminga, and the only reason that he played in the 22 minutes was because really everyone was hurt. You know, Clay and Dre were, were both out. The only guys you had were Steph and Jordan Poole giving you anything from the starting five in terms of scoring. So Kaminga had to come in, but he was a combined minus 33 against the Jazz all year. A minus 33. So when Bill Simmons says that Kaminga could be that playoff X factor, and he's comparing it to Kobe, I actually agree with that. Because if the first series is against Utah... It's pretty clear that Steve Kerr does not like the Kaminga matchup with Utah for whatever reason. For whatever reason. I don't know if it's because of Gobert. I I, I don't know what it is. But throughout the year, he hasn't given given him any significant minutes against the Jazz. And Steve Kerr has always talked about his rotations. They're based on matchups. And in that game against the Jazz on Saturday... You didn't see Kaminga get much time because they were relying on guys like Andre Iguodala. Clearly, he thinks Nemanja Bialica is a better fit against the Jazz. And I know Nemanja Bialica, we've been, we've been talking about him. We haven't had the best things to say about Nemanja Bialica. But nevertheless, we haven't really seen him play in these, in these, in these bigger games against the Jazz. So I see it playing out exactly like that Kobe situation where maybe he'll get one game in this series in the first round where he gets you know 15 to 25 minutes somewhere within that range. But in the second series, 
when if they are the three seed, they'd end up going to to play the uh, uh, they'd be going to play the Memphis Grizzlies if they ended up winning that series. I could see Kaminga playing in that one because we have seen extended minutes. Now, if you're talking about the Nuggets, let's just say these next three games, the Mavs get the jump on you and the Mavs end up, because they're a game back right now, if the Mavs end up getting the jump on you in the standings and they're the three seed and the Warriors are the four seed, that means the Warriors would play the Nuggets. Now, in that case, I'm actually looking at that completely different. I think I could see see Jonathan Kaminga getting some extended minutes there. Because in his four games against Denver this year, he got better every single game. And I'm not even going to go through the minutes. He was averaging 14 minutes a game. Or excuse me. He got to an average of 14 points a game with an average of 22 minutes on the floor. And he was a combined combined minus 11. So you compare that to the Jazz, where he was a combined minus 33 all year. And against the Nuggets, he was a minus 11 where he's averaging 14 points a game. You could see Steve Kerr just getting to Jonathan Kaminga right away. Right away. So I, I, I could see that. It's going to be fascinating, man, coming up in these playoffs. What's going to happen with Jonathan Kaminga and those minutes? But when Bill Simmons said that, I was like, wow. I, I, what about that? Just kind of like, like with Kobe Bryant back in 96-97. Looking back at those minutes, it's kind of crazy to think that he didn't really play much in that first series. And from the 5-1-0, yeah, rookie Kobe shooting air balls in that loss to the Jazz. It was hard to watch, sure. But I think that, you know, Kaminga, with the talent that he has, I think you can get through the Jazz even if playing him on limited minutes. But if they do play the Nuggets, he's clearly shown that he can score and score efficiently against the Nuggets, and he's done that all regular season, and Steve Kerr has shown more trust in playing him extended time uh, against a team like the Nuggets. So, really what my take, what my response is to Bill Simmons on that is, yeah, if they play the Jazz in that first series, I do agree with you. They really won't play him in that first series, and if they make it to the second round, they they might play him a little more in that second round, but if they're playing the Nuggets in the first, I think they're going to play him right away and just say, let's go. Just say, let's go from the 510 Oreo cookie. Screw the matchups. How about the talent? Play Kaminga. But the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. From the 510, with what we're going through with injuries, how nervous do you get watching our players hit the hardwood? Wiggins with his neck, GP2 hitting his elbow, Kaminga getting pushed in the air. It makes me so nervous. Can you tell them to take it easy, please? No more injuries. My soul can't take another one. That's from JD, the 510, texting at the Xfinity Mobile text line at 888-957-9570. Yeah, JD, you know what? I'm just going to gonna go let them know. Take it easy. Take it easy. We don't want you. Nope. You know what, Warriors? Please. Dial it down so you don't get injured. Although I do know what you're, where you're coming from because GP2 had that scare against the Kings and Jordan Poole a couple of games ago. Was it against the Suns when he was going off? He also had a couple of moments where he, he, he got up uh, gingerly. Like, man. <laughs> that was terrifying. That was terrifying. Uh, from the 707, morning, nice guy. This is Kevin from Napa. Did I miss your input on Cueto being traded? Well, Cueto wasn't traded. He was signed uh, by the White Sox. And really what my input was, was that, look, he was a lot of fun to watch. I enjoyed it. Now, his con- his contract, terrible. Wasn't a good one. And he didn't play nearly enough games to fulfill that contract because he just he just couldn't stay healthy. But Johnny Cueto was one of those guys. 
when he was on, he was on. I mean, it was fun to watch. The shimmy, the quick pitching guys, the changing of speeds, all of that. His changeup was a fantastic pitch. So really, that was my take on it, Kevin. That was my take. Uh, But let's transition to Draymond from the Draymond Green Show. Now, I want to focus on the positives here. Because here's what's going to happen. And I'm letting you know this. At 5.55 in the morning, because if, if I'm not mistaken, the podcast was just released today. Because, I, you know, I, I got it saved, so anytime there's a new episode, it pops up. I didn't see the new episode pop up uh, yesterday, so I'll just assume that at 5.55 in the morning, we are going to be some of the first to hear it. Now, I just want to get this out of the way before we get to his comments on Jordan Poole. He gave his NBA awards in this latest presser, and I'm going to be so frustrated, or in this latest presser, in this latest podcast, and I'm going to be so frustrated if Warriors Twitter takes his Coach of the Year candidates and complains, why didn't he put Steve Kerr? Because he listed off his three candidates for Coach of the Year. He listed off the Celtics head coach, whose name is escaping me right now, J.B. Bickerstaff from the Cleveland Cavaliers, and those were the two that he named. And the thing is, Draymond's right. But if someone from if someone from Warriors Twitter picks it up, then they say, oh, he didn't even mention Coach Kerr. There must be some friction there. Draymond Green not going to be on this team in the future. That's going to be so frustrating. Like, Steve Kerr's not even... Barely in the betting odds to win Coach of the Year this year. There are plenty of other candidates. Taylor Jenkins from the Memphis Grizzlies. He's right up there. J.B. Bickerstaff for what he's done uh, with the Suns. And let me get the Celtics head coach's name right here. Uh, Ime Udoka. That's it. Ime Udoka was Draymond's favorite. Now, he did talk about Jordan Poole for the most improved player. And he says... He wouldn't understand if the voters can even find someone else to win this Most Improved Player Award other than Jordan Poole. About a year ago, he was he was almost out of the NBA. He was sent to the G League because no one felt like he had it together. No one felt like he had figured it out or were figuring it out. And look at him now. Every night he's putting on a show. Had we been winning some games, he would have probably he would have one hundred percent been the Player of the Month in March in the Western Conference. But due to injuries and a bunch of different things, our rotations all over the place, me coming back into the lineup, Steph Curry going out of the lineup, blah, blah, blah. We had a tough month. That does not stop what he did and how much he has improved. Man, John, or excuse me, Jordan Poole has been fantastic this month. I mean, he has been shooting at a rate 50% from the field, 45% from three, and 90% from the free throw line. 17 straight games with 20 or more points. No other player on the Warriors in the past 30 years has done that besides Steph and Kevin Durant. And I think he absolutely is going to run away with the most improved player award. Now, I don't have enough time to get to what else Draymond Green had to say here, but in this next clip that I was going to play, but we're coming up toward the end of the show, Draymond said that he has to he had to have been the most improved. He had to improve the most. He used Miles Bridges, Miles Bridges from the Hornets and Darius Garland from the Cavs as an example. He said that Jordan Poole had to improve more than these other guys due to the injuries. And there's a lot of factors that play into it, but with the 3 seed with the Warriors, 
They got to 50 wins, even with injuries to Clay and Draymond and Steph. Now, you could say that when Clay and Dre were out, that Steph was the headliner there, and he's the primary reason as to why they won. But Jordan Poole has always been there, man. I know it took a little while for Jordan Poole to get back from uh, to, to get back to his normal self when Clay came back because he just wasn't used to getting to the bench role. But it's undeniable how good Jordan Poole has been, and I have no doubt that he's going to win the Most Improved Player, and he absolutely deserves it. Absolutely, he des- absolutely deserves it. And he was the favorite going into this season. Still is the favorite now in terms of betting odds. So shout out to Jordan Poole, man. That game that he had on Saturday. It's just, he is the most, he, he looks like, I don't want to say he's always looked like the most dominant player on the floor, but he certainly looked like the one player that everyone has to think about. That everyone has to think about. The 510! Jordan Poole turned me into a complete believer at the Xfinity Mobile Text Line. 510! It's taken this long! You've done it. Jordan Poole has turned you into a believer. Yes! All right, Monte and Joe are coming up next with the Morning Roast. Thanks so much for joining me this morning. It's been a fun show. Now, coming up tomorrow, I did my top five young prospects to watch in baseball this year. Tomorrow, going to be top five single-season milestones that I want to see reached this year that I think could be reached this year. So that's coming up tomorrow, along with some more basketball talk and Maybe we can make fun of the Lakers when they're bounced out of the play-in game when they end up losing to the Suns tonight. That'll be fantastic. So we'll get to all that tomorrow. But the morning roast coming up next. Uh, It's got me and producer Sam Loveman behind the glass. And as always, go sports. It's live action out there. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.